Hi everyone, and welcome to our season six finale of The Amazing Race. And it is a good one. It's it a, a good one. Long one. So buckle in. Yep, two legs. Two legs. The episode, if you watched it, was like two hours. And so yeah, we have a lot of information to get out um, to get through. So let's do it. Okay. This episode aired originally on February 8th, 2005. Well, we left off last episode and I was like, they were in China and they had a yield, but it was a non-elimination league. Yeah. That was really weird. Why do they do that? Why do they have a <laughs> yield for a non-elimination league? That, that, that's kind of like annoying. The whole point of the yield is to try to eliminate a team. Yeah. So I was thinking about that when I was when we came to this episode. I'm like... That was pointless, but okay. Anyways, so we have our first team leaving the mat. We're in um, Shanghai. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> and Adam and Rebecca have no money. Mm-hmm. They, they were not eliminated last leg and got their money taken away and get no money this leg. Mm-hmm. So it's Hayden and Aaron that leave first at 11.20 p.m. And the clue says travel by train to the city of Xi'an. And then when you get to when you get there, you need to take a taxi to the drum tower to find your next clue. Oh, yes. I missed that part. And then Freddie and Kendra at 11.30. And Chris and John at 11.44. And then Adam and Rebecca not till 12.24. So that was weird too. They they made it seem like it was closer than that. Yeah, like they were getting in the elevator almost at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So it should it must have taken Adam and Rebecca a long time to finish that detour because they're quite always behind Chris and John, and they were doing the detour at the same time. What was the detour for the last one? Like carrying the bricks. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> Hayden and Aaron get to the train station. And they're told that the train doesn't leave until 8.51 the next morning. And it's a 17-hour train ride. Yes. (laughs) So they go back to a hotel and get some sleep before they have to be on a train for 17 hours. (laughs) And Freddie and Kendra are bickering a little bit. They're, like, really arguing as they arrive at the train station. We don't see a lot of that from them. A little bit, but not a ton. And, oh, and all the other teams have $297. Mm-hmm. So hearing that, as Adam and Rebecca, you're like, man, this is going to be an expensive leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to beg for a lot of money. And they do, they're asking people for money, like, at their hotel. It mostly looks like tourists. Yeah. Look like maybe a couple of local people. And somebody gave them $100. I know. That's crazy. <laughs> that was really nice. Of them. <laughs> and Phil said, I don't know if he said it this leg or the end of last one. He's like, you guys might struggle finding money like in this country. And he's never said that before. And there's been other countries that has been. Yeah. Why would he say it there? Yeah. And not in, in Shanghai, China, Senegal. When I'm sure you can find people's money in Shanghai, China. Yeah. And yeah. Then Senegal where there's like. Well, Rebecca even says, she's like, man, I'm just going to quit my job and become a beggar on the street in Shanghai. It's very (laughs) lucrative. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So other than that, they don't even talk about 
money. No, not ever again. Or struggle with money or anything. So they did a good job. The train leaves in the morning and they do have beds to sleep on, which is really nice for 17 hours. Mm -hmm. I would probably just be sleeping the whole time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But like Hayden and Aaron are, you know, kind of looking out their window as they go along. And it's like, I didn't imagine China to look like this. It kind of just reminds me of Michigan, the mountains and the green fields and. Yeah, it China's a very big country, so <laughs> yeah. there's a lot more than just the big cities. Yeah, so they leave the big city and see kind of a different part of China and they see like cute little kids on the train. Yeah. And stuff like that. So they're kinda of all getting like a bet like a good view of a whole different side of China. Yeah. Do you have information on Xi'an? Mm-hmm. So this city, it's west of Shanghai. It's the capital of the Shanxi province. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm doing my best. (laughs) It is the third most populous city in western China. Its population was about 13 million as of 2020. And since the 1980s, as part of the economic growth of inland China... Especially for the central and northwest regions, Xi'an has emerged as a cultural, industrial, political, and educational center of the region and is known for research and development. And it's one of the top 100 financial centers of the world. And it had Xi'an used to be known as Chang'an and was one, it was like the capital of 13 dynasties throughout Chinese history. So it used to be like the the place of China, like where everything was based. And it was the start of the Silk Road, which is a big deal. And it is the second most populous popular tourist destination in China. Probably because of the Terracotta Warriors. Yeah. Which we but, will talk about. <laughs> yeah, but you would have to like it's be not easy to get to. Yeah. yeah. Planning a trip to China. Because I, I would never, like, know the name of the city. I actually did know this city. I didn't. It'd be like, where are you going to visit in China? I would never be like, Xi'an? Or be like, oh, I know where that is. <laughs> Anyways, it has a lot of history there. Like I said, it was part of the ancient capitals of the dynasties throughout Chinese history. A lot happened there. A lot to see. The Terracotta Army is there. And the emperor and the home to Emperor Qin Shi Huang. Both of those are UNESCO World Heritage Sites. So the Terracotta Army thing is like a big, a big deal. It's a must-visit city and is often found on the pre-planned tours of China. And Xi'an is newly part of that, like, visa-free policy in China, but it's only for 72 hours. Hmm. So this is another thing. Like, you have to do your research if you ever want to go here because Mm -hmm. some places... And that's why you should use a travel agent. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Plug for all the travel agents. (laughs) Yes, and it's good to go in the spring and autumn. And mm -hmm, it's... Yeah. It kind of seems like it's just beginning to be the area of China where it has all, like, the mountains and stuff like that. 
there are some mountains in this area of, I mean, in this episode. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. My little Chinese students, I think I had a couple from Xi'an, and the, like, I mean, the younger students were just basically learning, like, letters and numbers and basic English, but once they got into the upper levels, they were doing, like, more conversational lessons Mm -hmm. and talking about, like, history and culture and stuff, and so they, we had lessons about these terracotta warriors. I actually, they had, they brought an exhibit to BYU. They brought a few hundred of the terracotta warriors to BYU once. And I went with grandma and saw them. So I've seen them. That's cool. It was really cool. And I was probably pretty young, like seven or eight maybe. And I remember it still. I was like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. And they were only discovered in like the 1960s. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. So they're very ancient, but they're newly but discovered. they're new to us <laughs> so if you're gonna go to china you'll probably visit this city yeah i almost would rather go here than like maybe, yeah like the main cities i don't know it just looks really cool yeah and there's a airport there so you don't have to take that right yeah you can just fly to there <laughs> well they arrive to xian and get in taxis to head to the drum tower and this begins <laughs> Hayden being a little bit neurotic the whole time, being like, are you sure? Are you sure we're going the right way? Are you sure? Are you mm-hmm. sure? Aaron, 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 are you sure? <laughs> He's like, stop yeah. worrying. She's like, you're not worried? He's like, no, you're doing it enough for the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing enough for both of us. Yeah. And they get to that drum tower and it doesn't open till eight o'clock. Yeah. A.M., but it's like 5, 10 a.m., so they don't have too long. Yeah, just late. a few hours. And they all go in, and it seems like they're trying to be, like, respectful because they don't run. They're kind yeah. of walking fast, and they get to the clue. It's a detour, and the choices are spray or scroll. So spray is you travel 34 miles to a car factory, and you have to spray the entire body of this locally made car to get the next clue. And scroll is you travel 31 miles to a textile factory and you search through 10 bolts of fabric and using a light table, find two Chinese characters and then you'll cut them out and take them to get your next clue. These Chinese characters are really small Mm -hmm. and you can only see them with this light table. It It would look like it would be like really hard. All the teams choose spray. Yeah. Well, when Phil was describing it, he said that the car factory or the car shop can be hard to find, but the painting is easy. Mm-hmm. And then he said that the textile factory is easier to find, but the task is harder. But it's still like they're both far away. I know. Maybe just people know the textile factory. I guess. I don't not know. The, I was familiar with the auto place i don't know oh he said the textile factory is closer but the task could take a long time yeah not that much closer that's three miles closer that's really not that big of a deal but they're kind of like fighting for taxis because is it just like there's not that many in this area maybe yeah i would say i just watched this yesterday and still like some of the stuff is already leaving my mind so (laughs) it's like early and yeah, anyways, they're 
people are having a hard time getting taxis. Chris and John are the last to get into a taxi. And when they're all riding to this detour, Rebecca says to Adam, I'm going to tell you right now and don't get mad, but throw on that uniform as fast as you can and don't worry about anything else. Why would it's he get mad at that? people, like yeah. teammates, say that to their other teammate. Like, of course. What that, What else were they going to uh, do? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is the point of this task. <laughs> but Adam and Rebecca actually get to the detour first and Hayden and Aaron second. And yeah, they have they just like run up the stairs, have to put on these like jumpsuit coveralls. Kind of, yeah. And the and gear on your face and stuff. and stuff. And then you have to use the spray paint, spray can kind of tool to spray this car. And Freddie and Kendra and Chris and John arrive about the same time. And yeah, it doesn't seem like it's too hard of a task. It just takes patience to do it. And then, like, the guy who's checking him off tells them they have to, like, fix a couple spots. Yeah. But Adam and Rebecca end up being the first to finish. And the clue says, travel 50 miles to the Terracotta Warriors Museum to find your next clue in in pit number one. And they're off. Yes. Hayden and Aaron finish not too long after them. And then, but Adam and Rebecca are driving and they get stopped in the middle of the road because of, Mm -hmm. there's a government motorcade. Yeah. And as I was reading, like, follow-up information for this, it was like a queen from Africa was there. It wasn't even somebody from the Chinese government. It was a visiting monarch or somebody. Interesting. So, like, traffic was stopped all over the city. (laughs) That's not very good timing. No. And Chris and John finish, and Freddie and Kendra finish. And Chris and John's driver, like, comes up on that motorcade, like, that stopped. And he, He as the, like, the cars are starting to go, he just goes, like, on the side of the road around them, and he passes Adam and Rebecca. Mm. And... That was like a really big deal in this point of the race. <laughs> there was a lot of cab stuff in this race. Yeah. Yes. Especially this leg. I And I hate that. Like I hate when stuff is determined by a cab driver because mm-hmm. it's not any of their fault. And, you know, and it was very obvious luck. that all these cab drivers in the city didn't understand English. Yeah. There the was a very big. The language barrier was mm-hmm. definitely strong. And Chris even says that at some point. She's like, we all got super frustrated, but it's not their fault. Like, mm-hmm. we came to their country and we don't understand them. Or was that last episode? I think that was last episode because that's when Chris and John got super mad at their taxi driver. Yeah. And was like, dude, you suck. Yeah. That was last leg. Yeah. But still, the sentiment still applies. Like, you're in their country, and it is super frustrating. Mm-hmm. But Because at this point right now, Hayden and Aaron's driver are, is going really slow and struggling to find the place. And the same with Freddie and Kendra. So they're super frustrated. My question is, though, they're like, we're lost. We're lost. It's a 50-mile drive. How do they know that they're lost? Like, that's a, probably an hour ride. Yeah, I don't know. So... They, like, if they're in the car for 30 minutes and they're like, we're lost. We've been in the car for way too long. Yeah. You ha- just haven't got there yet. <laughs> but Hayden and Aaron's taxi driver really was lost. Yeah. 
And Adam and Rebecca and Chris and John get to that terracotta warrior museum about the same time. No, Adam and Rebecca get there first. Well, Chris and John got there first, but they didn't go buy the tickets. So they were trying to get in and they didn't have a ticket. But Adam and Rebecca got their tickets first and passed Chris and John. Mm -hmm, Because Chris and John just went to like the turnstile. Plug any tickets. So they had to go back and get in. Yeah. So Adam and Rebecca get the clue. And it's like this big open... Like pit. pit, yeah. And there's like thousands probably of mm-hmm. these terracotta warriors down in down under. Yeah. With a walkway all around. So Adam and Rebecca, they go one direction, they find the clue quickly, and they like they're like move so they don't see where it's at. So they move back to towards like the entrance and Chris and John come in and they kind of get like it's almost tricked. like they went to the wrong side. Like mm-hmm. they purposefully went to the other side to mm-hmm. make Chris and John think it was that direction. Because Chris and John went all the way around. Yeah. The other way. So that was a smart move on Adam and Rebecca's part. Yeah. And that clue says, make your way 70 miles to Mount Hua. It's H-U-A, I think. Mm-hmm. And when you find the North Peak, you'll find your next clue. And... <clears throat> So Chris and John get that clue, and those two teams are on the way to the mountain. Freddie and Kendra's driver is getting out, asking for directions, and they're getting they're mad. He doesn't even know where he's going. And Hayden and Aaron's driver drops him off like at the wrong far place. away, and they're like, yeah. "We have to walk." Okay, so they have to walk there. Anyways, they finally get the clue there, but Adam and Rebecca get to that mountain first and get on a shuttle you have to get a ticket to get on the shuttle and chris and john get on the sh- same shuttle as them yes and then freddie and kendra are a little bit after them mm-hmm. but hayden and aaron are still really struggling with their cab driver yeah when they leave the terracotta museum hayden's like i refuse to get back in his car i refuse but they can't find like another he's taxi. the only one he's there the only one. Yeah. so at he's like what do you want to do, Aaron? He's like, we just have to use him. So they get back in, and they're not happy about it. They end up getting out. They just are like, stop, and they get out, and Aaron like throws his bag, and he's like, I hate China. Yeah, he throws his backpack. It's kind of funny <laughs> how he throws it, because they get out kind of like in the middle of nowhere, and they find out he's been going the wrong way to get to this mountain. And they're, and they're trying to find another cab, and I don't think they can, so they... Oh, yes, they do. They end up finding another cab. Yeah. And Hayden's, like, crying, and she's so upset, which it would be super upsetting. Yeah. But And she's like, what, Aaron? You don't even care? And he's like, if we're out of it, we're out of it. There are more important things in life than money. Yeah. But he's angry, too, but he's, like, not letting it get him so down as yeah Hayden. Yeah, they kind of like apologize to each other and, you know, that would be just a tense moment. Yeah. I can see how things would get out of hand. So the other teams arrive at the mountain and they have to go up in this little gondola that's going up the side of the mountain. And when you get up to the top, there's like steps that you have to run up. Mm-hmm. And so Adam and Rebecca start going left. And Chris and John just follow them. Turns out that's the wrong way. Yeah, Chris and John stop and ask first if they're going the wrong way. They're they're told they need to turn around. So they turn around. But Freddie and Kendra went the right way first. So they get the yeah. clue first, even yep. though they're the last team to get there. 
and Adam and Rebecca are the last one to get the clue. Which well, is a besides roadblock. Hayden and Aaron. Yeah, of the three. <laughs> <clears throat> which is a roadblock. And it says, which one of you is more methodical? So one team member must take a unique key given to them in the clue and then find the specific lock for that key. And so it's kind of like on this overlook area on the top of the mountain. There's over 3,000 locks fastened on to- like on the fence of this mountaintop by couples. And their key has to fit into one of them. But they have to finish it before the last gondola leaves at 7 p.m. And it looks daunting. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of locks. So Kendra does the roadblock and Chris and Rebecca. And finally Hayden and Aaron arrive to the mountain. And like they struggle getting the tickets. And they're just like yelling at everybody. And yeah. Like people... <laughs> Don't understand like what they're saying, what they're asking. Yeah, for, she's, like, she's shuttle, like shuttle, shuttle. Where, like, <laughs> where do we get the ticket? Where do we get the ticket? So they go to the, the ticket office and get a ticket for, I think, to just get on the to mountain. Go to the mountain, yeah. But then they go to the shuttle, and he's like, "You got, you have to go get a shuttle ticket." <laughs> and they're like, "We just, you know, they're just so <laughs> upset." And she's like, "I don't even want to do this anymore." And Aaron's like, "You have to like." I'm not even having fun. Like that, this has not been fun this whole day. Yeah, and I thought it was funny because like Hayden is saying, "I want to quit. I don't even want to do this." And Adam mm-hmm. is like, "No, let's you know, Aaron. let's." Yeah, Aaron. Sorry. Yeah, they get on the wrong bus, get off. Then they get on the right bus, and then Aaron says, "Let's just like I just want to quit." And yeah. then Hayden's like, "Don't say that." Yeah. So they both in the t- time of like five minutes on the show were both like, I just want to quit. Yeah. They totally needed each other to keep going on this leg because they were very discouraged. But they finally make it up there. But Chris found the correct lock first. And the clue says to make your way to the pit stop. So travel by bus back into the city of Xi'an. And the pit stop is the south gate of the Xi'an wall. Yeah. And Adam is like, they're so lucky. They just must have been really good in their past life. <laughs> I think that was Freddie that said that. Or Freddie, yeah. Yeah. They're like, they always get lucky. Like, it's just good karma because they're yeah. the nicest people on yeah. the race. So. And Hayden and Aaron are getting on the gondola as Chris and John are getting off. And they're like, we're first, just so you guys know. Like, so they kind of. So they're know. like, oh man, we have some hope. Yeah. Because, yeah, they get up to the top and see that it is. Not over for them yet. Yeah. Rebecca and and Kendra are still there. And Hayden does the roadblock. And at this point, so all the three girls are doing it. And they get through the whole 3,000 keys. And their keys don't even, or 3,000 locks and their keys don't open any of them. So like, okay, I guess we got to go again. And like their hands are bleeding. Yeah, they're so dirty. They so miserable. And Aaron, I mean, Adam and Freddie and Aaron are kind of standing there like, I wish I could just like help her. Like, and Hayden puts her key in a lock and she can't twist it. And she, and she's so mad and so upset and she breaks her key. And so to get a replacement key, they have to go down, down. to a hotel lobby and desk and get another key and come back up. <laughs> like, they're so discouraged at this point. They... And she keeps saying, Aaron, Aaron, 
Aaron, what do I do? And he's like, I, I can't help you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I wish I could, but. And Kendra. Her, oh, sorry. What? Her. Like, I understand why she's so upset at this point. Yeah. But, like, the tone of her <laughs> crying and, like, getting angry and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's annoying. But I understand her anger, just the way she says things. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And she, Aaron, 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 Aaron. Like, the number of times she said Aaron on this episode, I'm like, that probably is a record. <sighs> well, Kendra finds her lock. She, like starts back over i was watching this with jeff and i was like we both had the same thought we're like i wouldn't start on the end i would start somewhere in the middle and Mm -hmm. go one way and then start back where i was and go the other way because chances are they're not gonna give you a key for a lock that's like right at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the line Mm -hmm. and it seemed like every one that they opened it was like a newer looking yeah um, lock because you know they put some of the old ones are yeah they're like, I think this one's from the year two. This is yeah. older than this mountain. <laughs> yeah, so that would be kind of like you'd still want to check those, but like kind of more yeah. focus on the newer ones. But yeah. um, so Chris and John get on the bus back to the city before Freddie and Kendra. So they're on their way, and they they check in as team number one. Mm-hmm. And then they went a vacation to the Caribbean, and then mm-hmm. Freddie and Kendra are team two. Yeah, so we can just get that out of the way, and then we'll go back to Rebecca and Hayden. And well, Adam and yeah, so Adam and Rebecca, well, all four of them are kind of starting to talk about taking the four-hour penalty. They're mm-hmm. like, "We're not going to make the last gondola by seven. It's six thirty-three at this point. And the what? How long is the penalty? Four hours, and they're so frustrated that they're getting ready to. Rebecca says she's been doing it for over three hours looking for mm-hmm. a key or a lock. That, and they're like, their hands are bleeding. She's like, I'm never going to be a hand model anymore. <laughs> and then just says, I think they're about to all give up. Rebecca gets the lock open. Mm-hmm. And you can see how devastated Aaron and Hayden are at that point. They're like, yeah, because they know. And Aaron almost throws his backpack off the mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to. I was like, okay. This is like the fifth time he like throws his backpack, but he almost throws it this time. And it looked like he really was going to throw it off the side of this mountain. And so they decide they're going to do, they're going to quit the roadblock and go down the gondola before seven. Yeah. They end up making it to the pit stop before Adam and Rebecca. (laughs) But, you know, Phil says you were checked in as team number three, but. With a penalty. So Adam and Rebecca come up right behind them. And they're like, you're the last team to arrive. And she's like, "What's what else is new? <laughs> and she said, today was just about fate. If it had anything to do with strength, you guys would have beaten us. Like, they... If get- they would have had a better taxi, mm-hmm. they would have probably... And then we have Aaron just all of a sudden kind of like gets really emotional and turns to Hayden and proposes to her. Yeah. He says, will you marry me? And he, he's like, I don't want to cry. I'm supposed to be tough. And <laughs> says these nice things about Hayden. And she's like just crying. And he, she didn't even say yes yet. She's just like kissing him and hugging him and stuff. He's like, so now you're speechless for once. So she's like, oh, yes, yes, of course. <laughs> yes, I'll marry you. But I was not expecting that. Because if you guys remember with our intros or whatever, they've only been 
dating for 10 months. I mean, being on the race probably That probably feels like (laughs) two years of relationship development. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I mean, you can still keep dating after you've been proposed to. But he's like, I wanted to do this at the The finish line. The finish line. So, is this our first proposal? It is the first proposal. We should keep track of proposals. I've been keeping track of Matt slips. We only have one. Oh, really? Proposals. We have one. (laughs) I also, we need to start keeping track of destination cities because I haven't been keeping track of that. Destination cities? Like final pit stop. Oh, final destination. Yeah, that was a weird way toward it. Anyways, (laughs) yeah, so they're gone. They're engaged, engaged. but they're eliminated. (laughs) Which, yeah, this leg for them it was just not their day yeah it was so frustrating they have ran a really good race until today and if he still wanted to propose to her after (laughs) all of that today then he must really love her so and he said like screw everything else i have you and Mm -hmm. yeah well they did get married so this was in 2005 it filmed in 2004 they got married in 2007, Chris and John were at their wedding, and Christy of Lena and Christy was oh. one of her bridesmaids. Wow. Yeah. A bridesmaid. Yeah, so they made some really good friends on the race. They had two kids, a little girl and a little boy, but unfortunately, they got divorced in 2020. That's so they were married recent. for like 13 years, and then are not anymore unfortunately i hayden has a uh, instagram but it's private and she doesn't have a facebook and i can't really find it said that they were actors but they have no imdb credits except for the amazing race (laughs) yeah i'm wondering were they they just like met in la like maybe they were like stage actors or something i don't know not that there's anything wrong i said stage actors like it was lesser than a movie actor but just you know yeah so they or let's see aaron is now engaged to somebody else actually maybe married i don't know he has a few more recent posts on facebook and he is bald and has like a gray goatee so he looks the same but older as most of them do. And he's a chef and was on like a couple of Food Network shows. And he's also the owner and CEO of a financial and insurance services company. Hmm. Those are not very related. No, not at all. <laughs> That's weird. So I found this interesting interview, though, about their elimination so they they were really upset that it looked like they quit and like mm. took the penalty on purpose. Yeah, it did look like that. I know, that's the way it was edited. So here's what Hayden said about that. She says, "I'm upset about that because we didn't quit. This is exactly what happened. I got to the roadblock at 3. I was there for 4 hours." At 6.40, we were told that we had to leave the mountain at 7. They gave us two options. You could stay overnight at the hotel and then continue on in the morning. 
or you could not finish the challenge and take the four-hour penalty. Why in the world would you stay overnight and then be 20 hours behind the other teams? Or if you take the four-hour penalty, you're still not going to win, but you'll be a lot closer. So at 6.59, I looked over at Aaron and said, we've been here for four hours. We'll beat Adam and Rebecca in a foot race at the pit stop. Should we just stop? Aaron said, okay, it's seven. We have to go. And as those words came out of my mouth, Rebecca opens her lock. So they were both going to quit and Uh take the penalty. Or else if they didn't finish by seven, they would have had to stay overnight and then return in the morning. Which, yeah, dumb. Why would that even be an option if... Yeah, because you would have been four hours behind Freddie and Kendra and Chris and John instead of 20. Yeah. Four hours. So, but then it just so happened that as they were going to leave, Rebecca found the lock. Hmm. So, they didn't quit. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like, we are quitting. It was... They said, like, we're done. Yeah. Like, we'll take the penalty. So it but, did. It didn't make it seem like they were just quitters. So I hope she doesn't think that everybody thinks that of them. I just think that yeah. What were they going to do? Sleep there, you know? And especially if Adam and Rebecca found it, then what, yeah. what are they going to do? Yeah. Of course, they have to just be just done. go and be eliminated. But yeah. Anyway, so she's like, I don't quit anything. I never give up. I was told that I had to. So. Okay. Well. Sad to see them go, but somebody has to. So, <laughs> because we're headed into the next leg. I'm shocked that Adam and Rebecca are still there. Yeah. I forgot that they were in the top three. I, I knew that Hayden and Aaron were eliminated in fourth place. I knew they didn't make it to the top three, but I couldn't remember who was the third per- or the third team in the top three. Yeah. Cause, and was it was mentioned. Them. <laughs> yeah. It was mentioned like last episode or something like they just follow. And don't do anything for themselves, you know. This leg, they didn't really. They were kind of ahead of the pack. They yeah. really didn't follow anybody, or, you know. So, they kind of redeemed themselves a little bit. They, I mean, there's a reason why they're in the final leg, mm-hmm. you know. They're not terrible racers. They just, you know, there's a reason they're here. Adam made a funny comment, like, when at the Keys, Aaron was like, you know, if you want to be done, that's fine. We'll take the penalty. I'll support whatever you want to do. And Adam was like, I don't. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. It's very different team. Well, okay. We are in Xi'an departing. Chris and John are first to depart at 527 a.m. It says, it's time to begin the journey home. Fly 5,600 miles to Honolulu. Honolulu. When you land, drive yourself to the Pu'u uh laka state park <laughs> and go to the lookout to get your next clue so we're going to hawaii again mm-hmm. and Hon- honolulu we've been to honolulu before yeah but i don't remember which season it was i think it was season two no they went to maui on season two might have been three I can't remember. Did they go to Alaska and Hawaii in season one? I think so. So it might have been season one. Okay. And so they have they have an international airport in Xi'an, but you cannot book a departing international flight at the airport. You have to book it like at a hotel or at a travel agent online somewhere. You can't do it at the airport. Mm-hmm. 
So they need to do that before they go. And then we have Freddie and Kendra leaving at 6.46. And they, Chris and John went to the hotel. Yeah, but the business center wasn't open yet. Yeah. So it's still early. Mm-hmm. So they decided to go to like a travel agency. And they get there. And there's just no way they're going to be able to communicate with that guy at the travel agency. Like the language barrier is not, they're just, they're not going to get anything booked. So they turn back around and go back to the air, uh, to the hotel. But Freddie and Kendra are at the hotel first when the business center opens up Mm -hmm. and there's a guy up there that helps them book the flight. So they get a flight. That leaves at 9 o'clock with a layover in Osaka. And it arrives at Honolulu 9.30 the next day. And they're told that the airport is one hour away from the hotel. And it's 7. And their flight leaves at 9. (laughs) And so they book those tickets, get in the cab and go. Chris and John get back. And the guy was like, it's 8 o'clock. You're not going to make it on that 9 o'clock flight. So they book one that leaves at 10.15. With a layover in Tokyo that gets to Honolulu at 9.45, which is only a 15-minute difference. But in the last leg, that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. And they're gone before Adam and Rebecca even leave the pit stop at 11.20. And same thing, they have to book that ticket. And they have one that leaves at 1. Wait, with- hold up. I didn't really think about the time here. So if they went to the bottom of the mountain... And they had to leave by 7. And they didn't check in until 11.20 p.m. Yeah. That was a long time between those two things. Yeah. That's true. Maybe there was a slow slow bus and the others got an express bus or something. I don't know. Yeah. That's true. So their plane departs at 1 with a layover in Osaka and it arrives at Honolulu. Honolulu. What? My tongue is just not moving very fast with that word. Lulu. <laughs> At 11 the next day. <clears throat> so Freddie and Kendra get to o- Osaka on their layover, and they're trying to get an earlier flight. And the lady that they're talking to, it sounds like she might let them on. She's like, well, we have space, but you can't have a meal. And they're like, we don't care. Yeah. And then they're like, and then the guy says, oh, it's against company policy. Sorry. And then Freddie's like, honey, beg. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she starts crying immediately and she's like, please, it's an emergency. I have a sick child in Honolulu and I need to get to her. And the guy's like, please don't cry. <laughs> please don't cry. And he's like, I sincerely apologize, but it's company policy. Yeah, that's that's crazy. It's company policy that you can't get on the flight without a, a meal. But it's like, they don't have one single extra meal on that entire plane. Like, what if somebody dropped their meal like they don't (laughs) plan on extra whatsoever yeah that's kind of what i was thinking so they don't let them on because they don't have a meal prepared for them which is i wonder if that was the reason or if it's just company policy to not let last minute um passengers on at all i don't know they made it seem like it's because of the meal yeah so they're mad about that but they don't get on same thing happens with Chris and John. They try and book an earlier flight while they're in Tokyo, but there's only one seat. Yeah. And not enough for they both need of them. two, so they can't get it either. Same thing happens with Adam and Rebecca when they're in Osaka. They try and run and get on the same flight that Freddie and Kendra leave. Mm-hmm. And 
it's the same thing. Like we can't, there's no, there's not a meal. It's company policy. And this part is annoying. So they're at the gate, like at the gate of the flight that's leaving. And she's like, you don't have a ticket. And they're like, yeah, but we can buy our ticket here right now. We have our bags. We don't have any checked bags. We're ready to go. And other people are boarding the flight. And he's like, these people just walked on the plane. And she's like, they have tickets, Adam. Like, of course, (laughs) they have tickets. Like, why are you mad that other people are getting on? They have tickets. He's so mad that other people are able to get on this flight. Yeah. Like. And then he's like, you know what? You're really mean. Do you mm -hmm. understand what I'm saying? You're mean. Do you understand the word mean? You're mean. You're a cold person. (laughs) It's like, no, she's just doing her job. And it's mean of you to say that to her. Yeah. But she doesn't seem too affected by it. Yeah, <laughs> she's she like, probably deals with stupid people every day. So. Yeah. so they don't get on either. None of these nope. flights work <laughs> The out Japanese airlines are really strict. <laughs> yeah. And all the people leave from their, all the teams leave from their layovers. And Freddie and Kendra touch down in Honolulu at 9.30 a.m. 9.30 a.m., which is... Wait, where's? I think that was what. Yeah, or was, that was that when they went to Chicago? I don't know. Oh no. Okay, sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're trying to say. We'll cut that. At this out. point, they only have one backpack. They've condensed, which yeah. I would do too. If you know you're in the finals, and it's like, okay, I'm not going to need my stuff now. Mm-hmm. And then Chris and John arrive in Honolulu at 9:45. Both of their scheduled times. So Freddie and Kendra get the clue first, and it's a detour, and it says outfits or outriggers. And outfits, you have to travel 10 miles to a tropical clothing distributor, choose a pair of mannequins that are dressed with like a tropical, like a floral print. Then you search racks with 165,000 articles of clothing for the exact pattern that matches. And then Outrigger is drive six miles to this place and you paddle an Outrigger boat, basically like a kayak, for, on a 2.5-mile course down the river. Yeah. My first thought was that the Outrigger would be the easier option. Yeah. 2.5 miles is kind of long. And that's what, like, because Chris and John were going to choose Outrigger first and then they're like, oh, two and a half miles, that's kind of long, let's switch. Yeah, Chris wanted to do the Outrigger, but John convinced her to do the other one. Yeah. And they get to the detour first before Freddie and Kendra get to the canoes. And they have a pretty easy time doing it. They finish the detour quickly, easy enough. And their clue says, drive yourself to Kamaka Air, which is five miles away. It's a local airport. And Chris was like, good job, honey. Like, Good job on making that choice. Baby. Yeah. I heard the word baby so many times this season. <laughs> yeah. Baby, that's a weird term of endearment for like your adult partner. I don't know. Yeah. I remember. I say babe. I would say babe. But baby is different. Yeah. Baby. I remember watching this when I was, I don't know, I was kind of probably a teenager when I watched this for the first time. And I remember thinking like, oh. Do like is this normal? Like all of these couples call their partner baby. Like this much, <laughs> this must be what everybody calls their partner. 
but yeah. no. No. <laughs> so Freddie and Kendra are paddling their canoe. <laughs> There's some people golfing along the side of the river and Kendra wave like goes over and she not goes over. She just waves her hand and says aloha. Yeah. And Freddie's like don't wear yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's saying don't wear yourself out like sarcastically like she's just sitting there like hi aloha and he's like paddling without her <laughs> oh i took it to mean like don't waste your energy on waving yeah i i thought he sounded like sarcastic <laughs> well, don't yourself out <laughs> she's like what can i not have fun no i can't ever have fun when you're around <laughs> that's not very nice but because i don't feel like he's acted that way no at i all. don't think so and let's see adam and rebecca land they get the clue for the detour and they choose outrigging as well and chris and john get to the airport it's a roadblock and says who's ready for an ocean dive and she's like you get to do it john it's your turn and opens the clue and you get to leap out of an airplane and skydive for over eleven thousand feet and land on a sandbar which is basically in the ocean yeah that's not what i would have expected like when you pull up (laughs) to an airfield you probably expect skydiving yeah. But then when they say an ocean dive, it's like, oh, we're going to go diving in the ocean. Yeah. I see what they did there. <laughs> so John's pretty excited about that. And Chris is like jealous. She's like, I wanted to do it, but she's happy for him. Yeah. I'm excited for him to do it. Freddie and Kendra kind of get lost on their way to the airfield, but they get there too. And Freddie chooses it and Freddie and John end up on the same plane mm-hmm. to skydive. And but John does get to go first, obviously. Mm-hmm. So he, when he's done skydiving, the clue that he gets says, "Fly to your final destination, sh- <laughs> city, Chicago." <laughs> oh, <laughs> that could have been bad. <laughs> you almost cursed. <laughs> Fly to your destination, city, Chicago. That is hard to say. That's a lot of shins. <laughs> Travel by train to the water tower, one of the few buildings that survived the 1871 Chicago fire. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So. And didn't we leave from Chicago? That's what I was going to say. We left from Chicago because I remember them being on those boats in Lake Michigan. Yeah. So we haven't done that before. Yeah. This is the the first time it's a repeat of the departure city. Yeah. Yeah. So I I was not, I wouldn't have guessed Chicago Mm -hmm. because they left from Chicago. So we're headed back to the way we came, and um, Freddie jumps and gets the clue as well. So Adam and Rebecca are like a little bit behind. They get to the airport. Adam actually does a skydive, which that was surprised. is surprising. And he seemed excited about it yeah. for a minute too. And he didn't like say, "Tell my mom I love that. her." <laughs> I was waiting for him to say that. He didn't say that, and he did it, and like. At, Rebecca was really proud of him. She even gave him a kiss. <laughs> and Chris and John get to the airport and they go straight to the American Airlines counter and they're like, Give, what is the fastest flight to Chicago? And the lady says, this flight leaving at 4.30, it lands in Chicago at 5.45 tomorrow morning. And they're like, there's no other flight that will get there before this one? And she said no. So they booked it. Yeah. But Freddie and Kendra get to the United um, counter and they're like we need the fastest flight to Chicago blah, blah, blah. that one leaves at 420 and arrives in Chicago at 515 
So it's 30 minutes. Yeah. And she, they're like, so this is the fastest flight there. And they're like, yeah. And then they're like, is there any other? And she said, she told them the American one. So that lady at American screwed. She lied. Chris and John over. Yeah. What was, was she trying to make a sale? Did she get a commission on a. Only American Airlines flights? I don't know. I don't know. So Freddie and Kendra leave and Chris and John leave not too far apart. They leave before Adam and Rebecca even get to the airport. So they get on American flight that leaves at 605. Mm-hmm. Oh, it will land at 605 the next day. No, it leaves at 605. I think it also I think it lands at 605. That makes sense, I guess, depending on like where the layover is or if there is a layover. Cuz the other teams it's kind of like 12 hours basically. Yeah. Anyways, it doesn't really matter cuz <clears throat> yeah, they're can we just say now they're out of it? They're <laughs> we're, we're going to write them off. <laughs> they're not going to make. They're not going to make it. <laughs> so Freddie and Kendra's plane lands in Chicago at five twenty-five, which is ten minutes late, and Chris and John land at five thirty, which is fifteen minutes early. <laughs> yeah, which made me super excited. I want Chris and John to win so bad. So when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, good. They're they're gonna yeah, they can catch up. That's yeah. only five minutes." And so what they have to do is get on the train to go to this water tower. <laughs> this was funny because they went, they both asked the same lady for directions. Freddie oh, yeah. ran down. They're like, is this the train to Chicago? How do we get to this building? And she's like, you go to this, this train to Chicago and then go to Howard Street and around the corner. And then Chris and John show up. How do you get to the water tower? She's like, you go on this train and go on Howard Street. And I'm like, I feel like I've heard this. Yeah. And they said, has somebody else come through here? And she says, yes, just a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. And she was very helpful. Seemed like they went right yeah. where they were supposed to go. Let me tell you really quick about Chicago before we go forward. Okay. This is our first time coming to Chicago. It is the most populous city in Illinois and the third most populous city in the U.S. after New York and L.A. Has a population of like 2.7 million in 2020. These cities are way smaller than all these other cities. In China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's located on the shore of Lake Michigan. It was like a good area for between the Great Lakes and the Mississippi River and grew rapidly in the mid 19th century. In 1871, the Great Chicago Fire destroyed several square miles and left more than 100,000 people homeless. It burned more than four, 24 straight hours. Over 17,000 buildings were burned and 300 people died. Hmm. And it said it was started in a barn belonging to Patrick and Catherine O'Leary. Wasn't there a cow that kicked over a lantern or something? It said some people thought it was a thief who knocked over a lantern while stealing milk. But years later, a man... But years later, a man named Louis Kahn confessed to starting the fire by accidentally knocking over a lantern when running away from an illegal card game. <laughs> I would never confess to that. I know. Burning down a whole city? And killing 300 people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So not a cow. Yeah. O'Hare International Airport is in Chicago. It's routinely ranked among the world's top six busiest airports. And Chicago has one of the highest gross domestic products in the world, generating about $700 billion. 
and Chicago's economy is diverse, with no single industry employing more than 14% of the workforce. It's a major tourist destination. It has professional sports teams in each of the major professional leagues, including two major league baseball teams. The Chicago White Sox and the Cubs, right? Cubs, yeah. yeah. And the Chicago, the Chicago River flows backwards. In 1900, engineers achieved the largest public earth-moving project ever. For sanitation and contamination prevention purposes, the river now empties into the Mississippi River and not Lake Michigan. So that completely changed a whole river. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And don't they die at green for St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. Because there's a lot of Irish people and Irish heritage in Chicago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, we... When we were in Ireland, they talked a lot about the potato famine and how so many people left yeah. Ireland at that time. And yeah, I think a lot of people. Boston and Chicago, I think, and, are kind of known for their mm-hmm. Irish community. Yeah. Yeah. And the. Have you been to season, Chicago? Huh? Have you been to Chicago? No. I've had a layover there, but I've never yeah. been. The current season of The Amazing Race airing right now, they just had a leg in Dublin, which we were just there. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. That was fun. But there was a part where they were driving around the city and they drove right by our hotel. Like there was like a church that it was just like a quick flash of the screen. There was a church that was like right out the front door of our hotel. And I was like, ah, that we were there. <laughs> yeah. I didn't catch that, but that's way cool. Yeah. All right. Well, this final task was interesting. Yeah, so <laughs> the teams, like, Fred and Kendra are the first to get to this water tower, and they get the clue, which is a roadblock. Or no, no. No, it's it's not even anything. No, it's just, it just says, make your way to Geno's East. Because they've already done a roadblock and a detour, mm-hmm. which I don't like. They should have something in the final city. I hate when it's just... Yeah, because like, what is even the point of doing the detour when they're? It's very likely that they're going to be on the same flight. Yeah, they weren't this time, but it was close. And yeah, I don't like that either. They should have something that they have to do besides eat a pizza, mm-hmm. which is what this task is. Yeah. So take a taxi to Gino's East Pizzeria. Once inside, eat each of you eat half a deep dish pizza to get your next clue. And it wasn't even that big of a pizza. Yeah. I think people eat two, because so it ended up being two slices. Yeah. I think a lot of people eat two slices of pizza yeah. on a regular. Not that fast, but. Kendra apparently doesn't. Yeah. Because she was like gagging the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So Freddie and Kendra get the clue first. Chris and John are not far behind them. Freddie and Kendra get a taxi before Chris and John. They have to go like down another block to find a taxi. So they're kind of delayed by a taxi. And it seems like both taxi drivers know exactly where they're going. Mm-hmm. So they get Fred and Kendra there first. And yeah, Kendra's like gagging. And when they first arrive, though, they're like, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. I think she even said, she's like, well, how big is this pizza? Is it going to be like the size of a table? Yeah. Or she's like, or somebody said, it's 10, it's 730 in the morning. Like, I'm not. <laughs> what I want right pizza, now is but, a piece of pizza. But. but she said, I'm so hungry. I could eat a pizza easily. But she doesn't do it easily. She's gagging. And. Freddie's trying to give her, like, all this pep talk, and she doesn't... 
she doesn't respond well to pep talks. No. She doesn't like getting being told. She would rather just him be quiet. Yeah. And leave and her I feel alone. like she's been like that since the very first. She doesn't mm-hmm. like being told what to do or yeah. how to do it or to hurry or anything like that. Yeah. She just to do it. But when you're done with your two slices of pizza and your partner's sitting, sitting there, there waiting, and yeah. He's like, that's a million dollar piece of pizza. <laughs> just shove it in your mouth and go. <laughs> so they finish. And they get out and they're trying to find a taxi. And as they are trying to find a taxi, Chris and John arrive and run inside. So they know that they're really close behind them. They finish the pizza. Well, I guess. Okay. So the clue that Freddie and Kendra get is it says, take a flag, (laughs) take a taxi to the Ping Tom Memorial Park and follow the flags to the finish line. Yeah. And they're like, ah, it's the finish. We got to go. We got to go. And. So they get in this taxi and <laughs> the cop though there's a cop yeah at the stoplight right where they're getting in the taxi and Freddie like runs up and he's like hey can you guys lead us to the Ping Tom Park it's an emergency and they're like what's the emergency and Kendra's like you can't say that to a cop yeah. he's like I you know I never mind I, never mind <laughs> yeah I thought I would just ask you know you know and he's all like flustered and she's freaking out and yeah they're like what's the emergency. <laughs> So at this point, Adam and Rebecca land. Like we said, they're we'll just kind of they're in third place. Yeah, <laughs> they get third place. <laughs> we can go back to them because they say some funny things. Anyways, Chris and John finish their pizza. They get a cab, and so Freddie and Kendra's cab driver doesn't know Ping Tom Park. No, and he's on the phone with his dispatcher trying to find what it is, and he's like, and Freddie's like, just give me a phone. Let me let me let me talk to him. And he's talking to the dispatcher and telling him, and the dispatcher's like, that doesn't exist. In like, c- nowhere Chicago. in Chicago. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I think it does. because. <laughs> so they have they jump out and they ask another taxi driver if he knows where it is. He says no. So they are struggling to find how to get there. It seems like it's in Chinatown. Yeah. Because they, they arrive in the Chinatown neighborhood and they're like, oh, yeah, like Ping Tom. That kind of sounds right. Like we would be mm-hmm. here. And, but Chris and John's cab driver knows exactly where he is. Yeah. So I've seen this already twice and I know what happens and I was still like, ah. Yeah. Cause it it seems like, yeah, it could. Like this could, like if the cab driver knows where he's going, it could be, it could be a game changer. Mm -hmm. And I like Freddie is just like, like going to hyperventilate in his taxi and it's so close but freddie and kendra get out of their taxi run across the train tracks and then right after that a train goes by which stops chris and john and they have to wait for the train can you imagine waiting for that that would be torture i know and i think they were so the finish line seems to be really close to yeah the front of the park or whatever like they didn't have to go through and search all this area Mm-hmm. I I would think that they could maybe beat Kendra in a foot race. Yeah. But I don't think they would have done it at this point. I mean, like, I think Freddie and Kendra would have got first, even if that train didn't go by. They were just enough ahead. That- yeah. But barely. Barely, yeah. barely. But to sit there and wait for this train to go by would be absolute torture. Like, can you imagine that timing? I'd be like, <laughs> just throw me onto the train tracks. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So, Freddie and Kendra run to the pit stop. 
the final, the finish line, Matt. And they are team number one. Phil says, four continents, 24 cities, more than 40,000 miles. Freddie and Kendra, you are the official winners of the amazing race. And they freak out and they're so happy. The only thing I wanted to go back and tell you about Adam and Rebecca, when they go to the pizza place, the first thing they do when they sit down, Rebecca's like, do you have soy cheese? I know. And then Freddie's, I mean, Adam's like, do you have one without cheese? <laughs> He's like, I don't eat tomatoes. I don't eat cheese. And so, yeah, he picks his tomatoes off and he has to like finish them at the end. And she's like struggling eating cheese. Like they're just, they're funny that they worry about that at that point. <laughs> like don't even care what's on it. And Freddie even said, when it said something about pizza or whatever, he's like, I'll eat a pizza with bugs on it at this point. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I, I will care. eat anything. So. Have you had a – I don't know if I've ever had like an official Chicago deep dish pizza. I've never had. It any- doesn't look good. It looks really chunky, like tomatoey chunky. I'd rather have a thin yeah. New York slice of pizza. I obviously want to try it. And yeah. It would be good because people love it, but <laughs> – so when Chris and John are sitting there, like waiting for the train to drive by, they're hugging and kissing, and he's like, "It doesn't even matter because I have you. I love you." And they're just so cute. Like, I know. I love them so much. Super disappointing. And I don't. E- it's unfortunate that Kendra had her very insensitive moments in Africa mm-hmm. because otherwise, I didn't hate her yeah and they pointed those out specifically at the beginning of this leg when they were like going through like the team like recapping what the teams have been through up until now and it went through specifically what she said with we're in the third world of third world countries and this place is disgusting and these people just keep breeding and breeding yeah it's just like that is so awful so yes other than that I think her and Freddie have worked together pretty well. Mm-hmm. They haven't had any huge fights. And they, yeah. Yeah, just like, you know, your normal couples bickering. Freddie had that moment with the gate mm-hmm. in, I don't even remember where they were at, but I think yeah. in Hungary. Yeah. <laughs> when Jonathan ap- told him to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then he apologized and, like, to the people. To- yeah, Freddie actually seemed like a really mm-hmm. nice guy. I Yeah. And it seems so, like the other racers liked Freddie. Yeah. So so I'm not mad that they won. I just wanted Chris and John to win so bad. But Freddie and Kendra did run a really good leg mm-hmm. and a good race in total. Yeah. Like they never. They were pretty consistent. Yeah. The thing with the getting yielded and then yielding back. Like both of those yields were so dumb and pointless. I know. Like they those were wastes of yields. <laughs> And then Adam and Rebecca checking as team number three. And they all, like all teams are saying great things about their teammates and stuff like that. One thing though I actually did really like, Adam was like, the race taught me that I can leave home and leave my comfort zone and like take, like go out into the world. I'm like, that actually is really sweet. Like that's really cool. Yeah. I think he has matured even since those first few legs. Yeah. I agree. I think. I don't think him and Rebecca were together. She's like, whatever happens, I'll always have him in my heart. Like, well, that, you know, yeah. that means you are going to break up with him. 
Well, to recap where we've been. So we started in Iceland, to Norway, Sweden, down to Senegal in Africa, back up to Germany, then to Hungary. Then we went to France, like Corsica, which was like an island off of France, and then down to Africa again in Ethiopia, then over to Sri Lanka and China. So the four continents, we didn't go to Australia or South America this late, this Mm -hmm. season. I liked the route of the season. We spent a lot of time in Europe. Yeah. And last season... They were only in Europe for one leg. So. And it was Russia, which yeah. I don't even count as Europe. I mean, you do count it as Europe. But it doesn't seem, when I think of Europe, I don't think of Russia. So, you know, it's nice that they switch it up. Yeah. And, yeah, it was our third time to China. I think our fourth time to Hawaii or third time to Hawaii. I think fourth. Yeah. Because they've been to Oahu, Maui. The big island and now Oahu again. Yeah. So. Well, it was. It was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about what they've been up to. Well, I forgot to tell. Do we want to go back and talk about Hayden and Aaron? Like their overall. Are we over that now? Oh, yeah. You didn't tell us. They're. <laughs> keep it consistent. <laughs> yeah. So their average position was 2.8. So mm-hmm. they did well. Yeah. They won. Four legs, and they were in the top four pretty much the whole time, except for the one leg that they were last place, but it was non-elimination. Yeah, and they got first place on the first leg, so that was like Mm -hmm. a good start. Yeah, so they did well, and yeah, so average was 2.81. That's all I wanted to say. So Adam and Rebecca, our third place team, they... Took third place. <laughs> I don't think they ended up together at the end of this. Well, let's talk about their... This website is really slow sometimes. And it has so many ads. So, their average was 4.58. They took first one time because they used the fast forward. Otherwise, they were 7, 6, 5, 6, 6, 6, 5, 5, 4, 4, 3, 3. <laughs> So they were barely hanging on pretty much the whole time. Yeah. They are the first team to use both the fast forward and the yield. And alongside Freddie and Kendra, the only teams to both use the yield and be yielded. And I, it seems like that's still one of their records. Nobody has since done that. Yield each other? To both use the yield and be yielded. And they're the first team of X's to make it to the final leg of the race. But weren't Will and Tara? I was like, yeah, Will and Tara. Maybe they were. And Frank and Margarita. I guess they weren't technically X's. They were just separated. So. Yeah. I feel like that's not true. I don't know. Well, these days, Adam and Rebecca are not together. Shortly after the race, they broke up. For good. I feel like they were already broken up. <laughs> I know. They parted ways forever. <laughs> and Adam is a personal trainer still in LA. And his Instagram is just all videos of him lifting weights. And he still has a really stupid haircut. 
Really? Yeah, it's not the same. It's it's oh. like shaved on the sides and then the middle, like the only part of the hair is like in a zigzag, like down the back of his ass. Oh. <laughs> but he's, yeah, incredibly fit and has a lot of posts of his dogs and a cat. And I don't think he's in a relationship i don't know there's no indication of that on his instagram but it's all just like fitness stuff okay rebecca she went on to do a lot of stuff actually she has her own wikipedia page Hmm. she wrote a book called breakups blow (laughs) back in 2013 i think Hmm. and she has a website where she it looks like she's like a fitness instructor, fitness model. She's still so fit. <laughs> and they're like in their late 40s now. Mm-hmm. So good job. Um, She also did. What did she do? I can't find it now. She was on like a reality show on Bravo that was like a competition show of a bunch of personal trainers in LA. Hmm. I don't really know. Anyway, so she did that after the race. Now, our second place team, Chris and John, what do you think happened with them? I really hope that they got married or stayed together. They did. They're still married. (gasps) Yay. I know. Wow, it's like one of the only ones (laughs) except for Chip and Kim (laughs) that are still together. I know there's a lot more, but it just seems like most of the time it says they broke up. They broke up, I know. Yay, that's awesome. So they didn't get married, though, until 2007. So they, it still took them a few years to get married. No, no, no. Sorry. 2007 was Hayden and Aaron. They got married in 2012. Mm. And they have two sons. And they are both pretty active on social media they have facebook and instagram and on chris's instagram she actually like will interact with people that make comments about the race and mm-hmm. she talks about it and she's it still sounds like they had a great experience and think highly of their time and they are also both incredibly fit <laughs> still <laughs> nice and they own a club in Cabo. So they visit Cabo a lot and they won like awards for like the best club in Cabo. Hmm. So they are doing very well, very successful and happy and beautiful. Yeah, I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah. And then Freddie and Kendra, what do you think happened with them? I think they were they were for- they were engaged at the time yeah. of the race. So I think they were together for a while but didn't stay together. Till now. Yes. Oh, yes. They did get married. <laughs> Not yes. That I'm glad, yes, that I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they did get married in... Hold on. Why is this so slow? Oh, I forgot to say Chris and John's. Okay, hold on. So, they took first four times. Chris and John? Uh-huh. Their overall average was 2.17. So they did fantastic. They took second, first, second, first, fourth, fifth, second, fourth, third, first, third, first, second. Yeah, that's really good. 
And okay, so now Freddie and Kendra, their average was 3.67. They took first only one time besides the final, so twice. But they like they were fourth, eighth, sixth, fifth, first, sixth, second. So they started off not as good and then got better. Mm-hmm. They got married May 27th, 2005. They have two children, two little boys, and then they got divorced. How long after? Um, it doesn't say specifically. Freddie is remarried to a woman named Ginger now. So it says that Freddie got remarried in 2015, but it doesn't say when they got divorced. It does. I did see some like wedding pictures of their wedding. It looks really pretty. Kendra, I mean, she really is. They're models, obviously. So Mm -hmm. they're very good looking. Yeah. (laughs) For her racially insensitive comments she made towards the African people during her time in the race, Kendra was inducted into reality tv's hall of shame Mm. they were the first engaged team to win the race and they're the first team to win the race in which each member of the team performed the same number of roadblocks since that was a new rule Mm. this season so nice which was a great rule yeah we that was a good change to make yes so yeah freddie looks like he's still modeling there's still lots of pictures of him well, I guess these were in 2015, so that was a while ago. But Kendra is still actively posting on Facebook. She is also still modeling. They are also still incredibly fit and beautiful. Like, <laughs> I think it's general consensus that season six had, like, the most attractive couples. Yeah. Like, the most attractive cast overall. Yeah. Like, the top. Like, yeah, everybody was, like, so yeah. pretty and just in great shape. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my computer's going to die. Should we finish this up? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it was a doozy of a season. Yeah. Lots of highs and lows. Lows. This last, definitely Jonathan. Yeah. These last several episodes have been a good season. Much easier to watch. <laughs> Since Jonathan left, it hasn't been, like, torture. Honestly, like, those first... That first, I mean, him, he just ruined it. He made it awful. He made it really hard to watch. Not, you didn't enjoy, like, him being on screen whatsoever. And he had a lot of screen time because he was so awful. I am just. Yeah. He, uh. It just sucks that he takes up so much talking of this season because there's a lot of other good stuff that happened this season. But you can't not talk about it because it was just, like, you can't ignore that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Chris and John definitely were our favorites through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I wish Lena and Christy would have gone further. Yeah. Jonathan was terrible. Victoria was not great either. And yeah, lots of lots of bickering couples, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. an interesting dynamic. An, yeah. an interesting season. I don't know if I would watch it again because now that yeah. I've seen it, this is my third time watching it. So, yeah, I think there's other better ones for sure. 
So unless you like tell people, oh my gosh, you have to watch the season. It's so crazy. <laughs> Jeff, my husband, has been like walking the like he'll play games on his computer while I'm watching a show, and he's like, "Are we still watching these people?" <laughs> I know. Yes. Yeah. So now where it's over and I'm excited for season seven. I don't remember a whole lot about it. I know that Rob from Survivor is on it and people have very mixed feelings about him, but it is like, I think season seven is a fan favorite. So okay. it'll be good. We'll start that one soon and be released in 2024. Mm, wow. Crazy. I know. February, 2024. It'll be our a whole year mm-hmm. of the podcast. We should do a celebration episode or something. Yeah. Cool. Well, we thank you guys for listening. We've had our listening has kind of spiked up a little bit in the last yeah. little while. So it's been fun to see and hear from you guys. So keep interacting with us and thanks again. Come back for season seven. It'll be a good one. Yeah. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever you you celebrate or not. Just happy winter. Yeah. (laughs) Happy winter. Stick it through the rest of this year and have a happy new year. Thanks. Thanks for listening. This is the Amazing Rewatch podcast. You can email us at theamazingrewatch at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at theamazingrewatch. Or you can join our Facebook group. The Amazing Rewatch Podcast. Please like, rate, and review and share with your friends and reach out to us. We love to hear from you. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening. Bye.